0: We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Man, we're talking about practice. I know I supposed to be there. I know I supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything.
1: I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What a- <laughs> talking about practice? Talking about practice,
0: except not really, not today.
1: Actually, yeah. So Jared. How did uh, Area 3 go?
2: Uh, okay. Not good. Not bad. Had a couple errors. Cost me a lot, but overall it went okay.
1: What'd you think of the match if you care to share?
2: Uh, our area director, Sherwin, does a good job running the match. So, from an admin standpoint, and everything, the uh, flow of the match is good and stuff. The uh, flavor of the match isn't my favorite thing in the world. It ends up with a lot of. Uh, what most people would consider kind of gimmicky type stuff, which I don't really care for. So it's very prop heavy that takes away from the shooting in my eyes. Every stage except for the doubled up stages will be 32 round stages there. The doubled up stages will both be 16 round stages. There will pretty much always be some level of a memory stage at that match.
1: Yeah, I saw all the videos that were posted on it and it looked like every stage there was some kind of gimmick to it as far as sitting on a motorcycle or um, having to carry something with you, like a shotgun or a rifle. Um, The one that I saw Cody posted, one, he was having to run. I guess the shooting area was running on one-by-fours that were eight feet long. Yeah,
2: there was – that stuff is fine on its own. It's just like – you mentioned the motorcycle stage. So Motorcycle stage, the motorcycle doesn't really matter. It's a prop that doesn't make a difference. It's a sit-down-on-something thing. Yeah, but when you mix that with, uh, you shoot the targets on this side three times each, the targets on this side two times each, and it's an unloaded start. But you reload, from, but you got to get the mag from your belt, reload from your belt. It's just a lot of huh. stuff. I
0: didn't realize it's a,
2: it's that. It, it's a lot of stuff that's kind of like, I don't know, if it was by itself in a match, it would I think it would be kind of okay, but when it's mixed with everything else in that match, it's kind of like this is dumb.
1: I didn't realize they can make you shoot. One side of a stage. This is all in the same stage. Shoot you, make you shoot this array of targets, three shots, and then this array, two shots. I didn't realize they could make you do that. Yeah, yeah. It does. Watching the videos and every time I hear it, every year after I hear all the descriptions of it, it doesn't sound like it's my. That's why I don't go. It's not my, not my, not my, uh, not what I would like to shoot. To me, that that seems like very. And, I, and I'm not a dig on any on IDPA, but it seems a lot like IDPA and. I don't shoot IDPA anymore because I like USPSA better. Uh, nothing's wrong with IDPA. Uh, I like. I actually like some things about IDPA better, but um, for the most part, I prefer USPSA. So when I see stuff like that, to me, that just is like well, it's kind of not my style. So, Jeff, what did you think of the videos? Jeff wants to go to it.
0: Yeah, I thought it looked awesome. Like, I wouldn't want every match to be like that, for sure. Actually, I, would, I wouldn't want most matches to be like that, but I... I do think it's kind of cool to have like, Area 3s known to be gimmicky, so if you want to shoot a gimmicky one, go shoot Area 3. Uh, I think it's cool, and I'll probably try to shoot it next year because I've never
2: shot it. See, you you see it from an outside-looking-in standpoint. For me, it's my area match. Like, If I want to compete at my area match, I have to shoot that match. And, yeah. and I would rather shoot a match that has a lot more of a mix and more interesting stages instead of just like props and stuff that are stupid on everything like there was a one-shot perch stage where you started in the truck with an unloaded gun and you had to move the steering wheel to move walls to shoot everything
1: i saw that that looked stupid
2: that That was was my that was my feeling on that stage yes i saw i don't remember who it was maybe it
1: was cody I don't know who it was, but I watched that and I thought I thought to myself, that right there,
2: yeah, it looked just it looked dumb. It looked, looked awesome. Stupid. I, I no. wanted to try it. Yeah. But, but at the same token, like stuff with a little bit of something <laughs> different in it, like that plank stage. Yeah. Like that stuff doesn't bother me. It adds a it adds a little bit different thing to the match that right. you don't see all the time. But it's not it's not dumb. It's just different fault lines. They're not anything crazy. Yeah. And then uh, another example would be like there was a stage with a triple drop turner that was that I thought was really good. Um the stage where you ran with the rifle, I didn't care for I thought the way you activated the props was kinda of dumb because you basically the rifle butt like hit a rope that activated the stuff through a, a hole that the stomp fit in. Right. The problem with that is, though, is I don't think that's a very reliable system. I heard of some people having some issues with it not fully activating. Uh, it didn't give me any problems, but I heard that for some other people. Oh, uh, there's another one. Well, I'll t-
1: so there was a. I shot a match where you had to carry uh, a, br- a mop, and at the end of the, the stage, or at some point in the stage, you had to go to one side where you had to put that mop handle uh, in a hole that was just about to s- just slightly larger than that mop handle. So it was like. To me, what I didn't like about that was is it was who was able to figure out or who was able to hold the mop handle or get the mop handle in that hole the best, and that had nothing to do with shooting. And so it's like who can, when, when, when in my opinion, when the stages become who can activate the gimmick prop the best is going to end up doing better or have an advantage or do better on the stage. I'm not,
2: I just don't prefer that. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not something I prefer, but if it was like one of those stages in an entire area match, Right, I have no issue with it. It's something different. It just seemed like there was lots of little bits of stuff on almost every stage, and then there was just kind of some dumb props as well. Uh, there was one where the door act—you had to open a door that activated a, a swinging metal nose shoot, then a popper behind it that activated a double swinger back there. The problem with it was is uh, which, that was the stage that fell on. If you saw on my Instagram, I did see that. The problem I had with that was that door opened excessively hard. Like, you had to fully open it with your weak hand after turning the knob. You couldn't just, like, turn the knob and push it open. It was way too stiff for that. And then you also had to block it with your foot while you shot the popper that was to the right of it.
1: So it didn't come back and hit you?
2: It would almost fully close if you let go of it. Gotcha. But Jeff wants to shoot that,
1: and I get that, Jeff. I guess that's. I, I mean, you do make a good point. You know, something um, interesting know. every
2: once in a while. What else is interesting is like interesting stages. Um, I didn't do particularly well on it, but they had a stage where you basically the they used cars for the walls. So you shot like you've got your you retrieved your gun from the trunk of a, a Les Beru, shot a couple targets. <laughs> Wait, would you say like, a what? A Lesberoo. Is that like a Subaru? It is. It's like it. It's like, it. It's like a Subaru. <laughs> Except it's drove by Jason's mom. Easy. Easy. Uh, anyways, so uh, and then part of that stage you shot through another truck. Um, then you had where you shot like through the side doors of a van to two targets behind it. And, and the best route was going through the van, but you can go around it. That one didn't bother me. I mean, it was I didn't do well on it, but it, it was an interesting use of something other than normal walls, but it didn't make the stage real dumb and gimmicky. Cool. I thought it was That's awesome. It. I wanted to be there. Next year, Jeff, you should go, and I'll stay home.
1: It would, if, they, uh, if they put bowling pins up, Jeff would really love it. Hey,
0: I've told y'all before, I love like different kinds of shooting, so if it's gimmicky, I'm there sounds fun
2: i like shooting like, I like
0: when, shooting. We, when we do steel challenge here in ada like regular steel challenge is just kind of too boring now so we usually add in some more other gimmick like it's not required but me and a buddy will be like all right well today's steel challenge we're gonna shoot virginia count, no makeup shots and see who can win so yeah i just like doing gimmicky stuff cool
1: mm-hmm. Well, probably what, some people like it because they do it the same way every year.
2: Well, it's just it's the flavor that match has, and I don't know maybe the maybe the average like B class shooter finds it really interesting.
0: That's yeah, me. that's why I find it interesting.
2: Yep. Well, you do shoot single stack, so you're kind of like an old man. Old people seem to like stuff like that. Reminds them of back when USPSA was like brand new and you could shoot the whole thing with. Two eight-round mags, and all—all all there was to shoot was the nineteen eleven. I mean, there was other guns, but they were irrelevant. They were like revolvers and yeah. And and weak nine millimeters for limp-wristed young men. All
0: right. Oh, uh, you said something earlier. I got a question for you on Jared.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: you said that you didn't like shooting it, or you didn't like the way it was because it was your area match, and if you wanted to go oh. compete. In your well, area,
2: I didn't. It's not. It's not that I don't like it because it's my area match. If it was any other match, and it was like that, I could just skip it without caring. Wouldn't bother me a bit. But I want to shoot my area. It's my area championship, so I want to shoot it.
0: Yeah, that was my question. Is if you, because I don't. I don't know. I don't really feel any attachment to my area. Like if it's close, I'll shoot it. But well, I wanted like to be the area champion. Yeah. But you want to be the Area 3 champion more than you care about Area 4?
2: No, i want to shoot Area 4 also. Uh, glad I didn't register for it this year. But, so am I. But uh, it's it's kind of like winning your home state. It doesn't matter. No one cares. But I right. certainly want to be the state champion in right. my division.
0: Yeah, see, I, I care way more about the the sectional. Than I do like my personal area match. Like I care about my personal section match, but I don't. I don't really care about my personal area match. Like I care about area matches overall more, but not necessarily
1: my personal area match. I guess I'm with uh, Jared. I kind of. I mean, I want to win any match I go to, but if I had to pick one, and they were all equally accessible and. I would go to. I would choose Area Four, so I, I would care about Area Four more.
2: But more than, not more to
1: than Area Three. Yeah, because Area Four was. I didn't go to either one of them. I wouldn't go to Area Three. I don't. Area Three doesn't sound interesting to me. What about uh, Area Two? It's probably too far away. <laughs> too if, they the, if
0: they were the same length away, would you? I would pick go to Area, area Two or four? Area four. Okay, that answers that question, Jared. Yes. If Area 2 and Area 3 were the same distance, which one would you go to?
2: Area 2. Area 2.
0: What about Area 6 and Area 3?
2: Uh, any area over Area 3, I would go to. Um, <laughs> if, there was, if there was a quality state match or section match the same weekend, like last year, I would go to it over Area 3. You're so confusing. Well, I want to be—I want to shoot my area, but if there's something better to do that weekend, I'll certainly do it.
0: Fair enough. So, did All
2: you guys right. hear? Go ahead. I was okay. just
0: gonna—I was gonna ask you who won the election.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Mike won the election.
2: Congratulations
1: <laughs> to Mike. Good for Mike. Did you guys see the results? Uh, yeah. voting. Okay. I was surprised Valentine got as many votes as he did. First of all, I was surprised only roughly 8,000 people, 8,500 people voted, something like that. That was a record turnout,
2: man. Oh, wow. Uh, I feel like no one knew what Mike Valentine stood for, and most of his votes were probably votes against Mike Foley as much as right. they were votes for him. Right.
1: Oh No, they were all votes against Foley. I feel like I mean, I'm just speculating here, but if, if he would have had a better campaign, better just better run deal, he might have had a better chance of winning that. Um, so anyway, but uh, he didn't. I don't, so.
2: I, I don't think he had a chance. Um, really? No. I mean, from a from a truly admin standpoint, I mean, Foley and his team have done a pretty fair job. Right. I agree. I
1: don't have a. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to use this to get into why I do or don't like Foley, but um, I realize that no matter what you do, you're going to piss off a lot of people, I and mean, then a lot of people are just blindly going to follow you, and uh, so, but um, there's certain things that I did not like recently, yeah. i say recently, the way Foley handled some stuff, the way he emailed Ben Barry, the way he did that whole deal. Yeah, nobody, nobody really brought that up, like during the election time. Did they? Nobody brought it up. Well, there was no kind of I mean, where were they gonna bring it up? Um totally I, I mean On Foley, the other podcasts and stuff. Well, you know, yeah. They were yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't have like I said, I agree with what Jared said, but um, I don't like the rules. The stuff's going on with the rules from the N R O I, but again, you know, it's easy to sit there and criticize some of that stuff. Sometimes it seems to me it makes perfect sense that in the sense that it doesn't make sense to their rulings, but to them it makes perfect sense, and so whatever you know, to them that you can't these, these ROs and SRO, excuse me ROs can't tell the difference between hammers. And I get it, you know, when they say, well, this hammer could be bought aftermarket. It's the same hammer that comes from a CZ Custom Shop Shadow, but if you buy it, the hammer by itself and then you put it on a Shadow, it looks the same, and it's legal in one way. If it came from CZ Custom, but if you buy it separately and then put it in your shadow, it's not legal. That How to- yeah,
2: that was never the way it was. But prior to the most recent clarification on aftermarket hammers and everything, is if it was on a factory-approved model, it was legal. So, if CZ had custom built them two thousand guns, right with with whatever hammer they wanted to use, as long as the gun fit the rule set otherwise, then it was perfectly legal. Where it came from is uh, triggers or hammers that were not on factory guns that were really similar, but slightly right. different. Right. They, they said they couldn't tell the difference, but okay. Anyone has been I, around with guns knows it. Well, and I could
1: have sworn what I just said I got from, uh, I don't want to, this is my memory and it could be incorrect, so I definitely don't want to, you know, try to act like this is a, what I heard Foley say, but I thought Foley gave that example a while back, and that's what my memory, that's what I'm going off of. So if that is the case, I can see it. If it's not the case, then I I also see what you're basically kind of getting at that you know it's it's easy to tell that other custom shops hammer from the CZ custom. There's
2: there's so much dumbness in our rules. So um, you can shoot a gun in production, but the same gun's not legal, which is adding an optic for CO. Um, another dumb rule: if you're shooting, a, if you're shooting in carry optics and your dot breaks. So let's say you have one of the guns where you can take the dot off and put a rear sight plate on it. Well, now you just got bumped to open because you no longer have a red dot on your pistol. <laughs> so you got to go to open to shoot kill sights. <laughs> uh, what What about this new X Five Legion? So it's like forty two ounces or something. The standard one was like twenty six or something like that. Yeah. So. Technically, buying that Legion grip and putting it on your current 320X5 would not be production legal because it's more than four ounces, even though the exact same thing is offered as a new gun.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. I didn't think about that.
2: It's just like if you have a Glock 17, you can't just put a 34 upper on it. No one would ever know but you, but it's All still right. not legal.
1: All right. So here's one that I was thinking about today in carry optics, and I guess this would work and I might okay I just realized why this might not be allowed okay but it doesn't make sense in carry optics I don't know if it there's a rule that specifically prohibits a slide racker
2: yes there is but there's
1: not a rule okay okay I still got a good argument here okay so you can't on the Glock you can't they make I think they make cover plates that have a slide racker on them right
0: Mm. yeah tack tack rack man
1: (laughs) and they're not legal and they're not legal but if I get a slide stop that makes a freaking gas pedal, that's legal. Well, that's just, uh, you probably make the same argument for, for a slide racker now. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about that. I was like, I want to show up to a freaking match with a slide racker and be like, of course, it, I didn't check the rule
2: book. It may specifically prohibit that, but that doesn't make sense. I, I think it actually does specifically prohibit it, but I haven't read it recently. Um, but I think you should uh, challenge that at nationals. I actually thought about that, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna fucking do that at nationals,
1: but it be it would be, you know, but like it would be cool, or I don't know. Look, I don't want to be that guy that's trolling, you know, the freaking NROI, but at the same time, it's like to me, some of these rules just don't make sense, and, and that's just to me. Maybe again, maybe I don't get the understanding because everybody thinks what? like they know. Oh, well, this is, you know, this is that don't make sense, and then there's so much stuff behind the scenes they're not seeing or hearing or aware of, so I try to take that into account when I think of something that's like, I don't understand that. Maybe there's something I'm not aware of.
2: And the other side of it is like, I don't want to do shit on the rules because 99% of our rule set is really good and works really well. It's and a, that's what makes point. the sport fun and interesting.
1: It is, it's a great point.
2: There is it, some it, stuff it are. that is dumb. They are. I think... For the most part,
1: everything's ran fairly well. The rules are, you know... There's always going to be some guy that's going to try to find a loophole, and it's never, ever... I mean, what it... mostly, Most of the time, these things don't even pan out to be some type of advantage. They're just trying to find that loophole so they can stick it to whoever, the rules, you know, or the people that run the rules or whatever. So it's kind of... I get that, but... Uh, I just think it's funny. Popper fucked. that should be changed. But at the same time, I actually... What would you do? And then I'm like, well, if you, if you, people like, well, if if there's any hit on the steel and I'm like, okay, does it have to be full diameter hit? Well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to get dudes edging it that are saying that's a full diameter hit, you know? So it's like, what do you do? I think Joel, I think it was Joel that said it, get rid of the big poppers and have little poppers. It seems to be less of a problem with those. I think Matt told me that maybe it was Matt. I don't know, but that sounds like a great idea. But again, you know, everything sounds like a good idea until you try it and it don't work. So, yeah. you know, anyways, it doesn't fix
0: the problem.
2: Well, maybe, maybe you just remove large poppers at level two and above matches. Right. That's what I was getting at. Yeah.
0: I've seen, a how few does people, that not solve it? I've seen a few people get torqued sideways on a mini popper, not going over same so,
1: stuff. Forget so this at Oklahoma section. I was, uh, it was on the day y'all you guys shot and I was, uh, running the timer, uh, I was ROing, and a shooter steps up, and y'all remember my stage probably, it was the one with the popper and the, go- and the yeah, the, the two activators, mm-hmm. and he, he hits the popper, I hear it hit, I see that it's a, I want to say uh, it was, I mean, it was like six inches to a foot low. It was on the popper, but it was an edge and it was low. He did. He hit it one time, he turns around and looks at me, and screams, this is range equipment malfunction. And I just kind of go, okay, what do, I, what do I do to this? What do I say right now? I mean, because it's not. He didn't center punch it. Obviously, he don't know the rules because that doesn't matter. It's like you've got to either decide to keep popping it or move yeah. on and, and challenge it. And he just stares at me. So now for what seems like 10 seconds, we're in this stare down. And I mean, I'm not mad at the guy. I'm not upset. But I'm just like, I don't want to talk to the guy because I don't want to affect anything he does or doesn't do. And so he just can't he's not going to turn away from me. So I go, You didn't hit it in the calibration zone. He turns around, looks at it, goes, Oh, <laughs> shoots in the calibration zone, goes down, runs the stage. And then he, he, as he's unloading, showing Claire, he, he turns around, looks at me. He's like, Man, I'm really sorry about that. I, I just, yeah, I said, D- I get it, man. It's hot. You're, you know, you spent a lot of money. You're, you're amped up. So don't feel bad about it at all. It must, uh, have, been was,
2: it must have been in the 80s down there that day. It must have been what? Probably in the eighties for temperature that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> anyways, I thought that was hilarious. But um Yeah. I, I think the little poppers would would minim would, would reduce the uh likelihood. Maybe it not. Might,
0: it might reduce Dude, I don't I don't know. I kinda doubt it. Cause you just you know, right now there's a mix and it's it's normally, probably more often, it's the larger poppers that it happens to. Though I've seen it happen plenty of times with the small one. But now, if you take the big ones away, there's just going to be twice as many little
1: ones. So, right. Right. it's not going to fix anything. So, I happen to pull up the rule book and go to carry optics, and it does say slide racking devices are prohibited, whether attached to the optic or not. So. You should still challenge that
2: and put one on it
1: That's not a slide racker. That's a kickstand.
2: No, no, it's a slide slide cover plate. Yeah, Yeah, it's a slide. There you go. It's a slide cover plate. Yep. You should you should totally put one on your gun and and challenge it at nationals. What'd you say? I lost
1: my ear my earbud.
2: Uh, You should definitely put one on your gun and challenge that at nationals. I think you'll (laughs) win. (laughs) You want me to do it at nationals, don't you? Well, yeah, you're on my squad. I'll get three days of enjoyment
1: out of it. That'd be funny. Watching me, yeah, like, be like, yeah, shoot a
2: stage and, and then talk to me about it. Aren't, aren't you excited for Nationals? Uh, we'll, be, I guess. We'll, be, we'll be going head to head. It's all good, bro. You're going down. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Jared, Jared, you should just come to uh, Tulsa this weekend.
2: Unfortunately for you guys, there's two major issues with me shooting against him at Tulsa. One, I'm shooting production this week. I already have been. I'm shooting it through Friday or through Saturday. Let's all shoot production. Two, I'm not driving four hours for a local match when there's one that's really good 30 minutes from my house and I have to set a stage up on that morning. Sounds like like a lot
0: of excuses, man.
2: Why don't you guys come up to my match?
0: Wouldn't that be like
1: six hours for me or something
2: like that? You guys can come up Friday night. I got a spare bedroom.
1: I I do need to come try to come back up again. Um, the last time I tried, I got it got canceled. But um, Tulsa's a good match, but I do want to go. I, I I have to try. it. I have to come up there. Dude, next weekend we have a Higginsville match. It's good. I got to go out of town all week, so I'm trying to next week. I'm trying to think of my what my schedule. Is. I've uh I've been out of town for like the last two weeks, and so I haven't practiced, but about three times, three dry fire sessions in the in the last month. I basically, That's- yeah.
2: I have to set up my new CO slide. I've got a, a nifty new slide from Cajun that is Ipsic legal and USPSA legal. How about S- that? Let's take the SRO. Nice. Mm. I
1: missed out on a, uh, a guy selling a, a slide, a Shadow 2 upper. It wasn't the upper. It was just a slide with a delta point. I don't know if it was worth the price. He wanted 750 for it. Was it wasn't the upper.
2: It was just was a, a slide. Was it complete? No, it was just a slide. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. Uh, you can get a new slide from Cajun. I think they charge three seventy five for the slide, and then um, the new, the new style milling is like two hundred ish for, and then uh, you take the shield off your Delta Point Pro, use the poly guide rod, and lightweight grips of either Henning or Lock. And you should make
1: weight. Mm. Yeah. But like, this had an optic on it, too. This had a Delta Point Pro on it, too. So it was primary machine. It, it did the slide work. It was just a slide, but it also had the Delta Point Pro on it.
2: it yeah. Had, I guess what that's what not, I a, not a bad part. You should have bought it, so then I could beat you.
1: Well, I tried to buy it, but
2: I missed it. Somebody else got to it before me.
0: Hey, Jared, can you, like you kind of did, but kind of do a recap or description of that whole new cajun gunworks setup i thought that was pretty cool when i was looking at it and reading about it
2: well so this is actually different than the first one that posted this is the one i posted on my instagram uh basically they just the sro is slightly lighter than a delta point pro with the shield on by like 0.4 ounces uh hitting came out with new grips that i've got a set of the prototype ones he's not selling them yet i don't think that are 0.4 ounces lighter as well. So with the deeper milling, you get you end up with a little more weight off the slide as well. As you have to take that uh, it's so deep they have to like undercut for the where the SRO sticks out forward. So it ends up taking a little more weight off. Uh, once all said and done, though, you end up with the way my guns are set up with the lightweight grips, it's about forty-four and a half ounces.
0: So is that with the other milling that they have on the slide or is it just no there's no other milling okay
2: see i like that idea
1: i don't know if i'm i've not shot one but some of this other stuff that you see where they take out all this other weight and other areas it's like to me it seems like it's just an it's just a waiting for something to crack
2: uh it it depends how it's done if if you leave enough if you leave enough meat in the spring tunnel and stuff i don't think you're going to have any issues Uh, Pretty much all the window cuts I've ever seen don't really look like they're probably going to cause problems from anybody. Uh, But the big advantage here is this slide will be IPSC legal. So I wanted to use a different gun for IPSC and USPSA.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or, I know this doesn't help Cajun, or we can make guns that are legal in production also be legal in carry optics without having to remove weight, that seems like that rule is, was made to benefit somebody else. I'm not going to, I don't know if that's the case, but I don't see any logic behind that rule. The, sh- the stock three was, is, was e- is illegal off, without even an optic on it. It's too heavy. It's over 45 ounces. It's a stock three, that gun is production legal. So carry optics, to shoot carry optics, you have to take a gun that is on the production approved handgun list and then put an optic on it, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's too heavy without even putting an optic on it. That makes no sense to me. I don't, I've never been able to understand that. I would love for somebody to explain the reasoning behind
2: that. The weight limit itself isn't what bothers me. Having the weight limit and then allowing billing is what bothers me.
1: The weight limit bothers me. Because if you've got a gun that's legal in production, not only legal, but legal plus four ounces, and then the gun by itself with no ounces, it has to lose ounces before it's legal, that makes no sense. I agree that the, the milling doesn't, is, is kind of even even weirder to the, to the rule. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That just doesn't make sense. Again, I would love for somebody to explain the rule to me or why. And, but, and then the whole reason, I think they need to make their mind up, what is carry optic? I mean, it seems like we have, but carry optics just didn't seem well thought out. Like, what is it? Is it, you know, production with an optic? That's what carry would be. It'd be more than adding mag
2: extensions. Mm-hmm. So, I think we should all. I think we should all just quit shooting carry optics and go back to production.
1: All right. So this is a good thing. After talking to you two guys, if I go back to a low cap right now, <laughs> I want to. I know what Jared's going to say about this. To me, single stack seems more interesting. Take hold on a second. Take out the cost <laughs> of the gun. <laughs> Take out the oh. cost of the gun and the increased cost of ammo. Right. But it is it is essentially in my mind again I've never shot it, so maybe this is why um, but it's like production is a 10 round capacity where you could do that in in single stack, so shooting minor, so that that aspect's the same, or you can even shoot major, and that's like another in, it's, that's like oh, that's another option
2: okay, so real quick, single stack minor uh, uh, for like nationals is irrelevant. You have yeah. to shoot major if you want to do well at nationals. Okay. It's
0: irrelevant for most matches.
2: Uh, area 3, it was not. Area 3, you definitely, definitely want a miter gun.
0: Uh,
2: also, it's just single stacks halfway unpopulated, so that makes it less interesting. If there was lots of competition there, I think it would be more interesting. Or if it was like growing massively.
1: But you know, Jeff and I talked about this on the last uh, recording we did, and we're going to split that up in two episodes. So this one's not; this one won't come uh, won't air until like two weeks from now. But um, I, 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 you guys always say that, and I still, maybe it's just because I'm still new to the sport, and I haven't thought about this a lot. But it's like, yeah, it's not like overly popular, and there's not 200 people at the area match shooting it. I don't know what they are, but when you go to nationals, there's still going to be three to five guys that are the shit and that like it doesn't matter if there's three to five guys or ten guys yeah you know what i mean so it's like that the, the heat is still there
2: well and and you know on the other side of it is like jason i mean in your area it doesn't matter what division you shoot you're you're going to be the guy to beat in whatever division you choose to shoot like you don't have anyone close to you at the same skill level basically you you can choose to shoot production Single stack, limited, it doesn't matter. You're going to be the guy to beat in your area. Well, Jeff. my area, Je- Jeff's in my area, and Jeff's, Jeff's
1: serious. I mean, Jeff and I are, I Jeff's beaten me before. I've never beat Jeff. Yeah, but aren't you guys like two hours apart? Yeah, no, we are. Yes, we, you're right. I mean, I see what you're saying, and, and you're not wrong um, for that. But at the same time, yeah, I, I get that. I just want to go out. I, I get it. I want to go out and shoot. I don't want, I, I will say this. I wouldn't want to show up to nationals and win a national championship. Because Niels didn't show up. That would not be legit in my mind. I hate to say that because if somebody has done that, because Niels or Rob Latham or uh, whoever, I, and I apologize. And I know I'm forgetting a lot of other guys at that level at single stack. But if I go to single stack and Niels didn't show up and I, I etched out the national champion, I'd be like, we need an, I'm going to need an asterisk. I, you know what I mean? Right? Mm-hmm. But also, Jeff, what do you think? Unless you can repeat, unless you can repeat against Niels. And we're forgetting about Elias. He's also the shit, too. Yeah, he won the World Shoot, I think. I mean, there's... there's, I don't know who all those guys... But there's probably 10 guys, even at single stack, that are phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm not talking about GM. I'm talking about phenomenal GM.
2: And the, the point I was getting at, though, was... Unless you two are in the same division... You guys are pretty much the guy to beat in your area. Right. I mean... And it seems everywhere you go, that I mean, except for a few exceptions, that seems like yeah. it pretty much is always that way. There's going to be a you know really good guy in this division, a really good guy in this division. It's kind of rare, at least in the Midwest, from what I've seen, that you have like two extremely good like open shooters or two extremely good carry guys or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That being said, Jason, you should pick up single stacks.
2: Don't you don't you dare leave carry optics till I beat you at nationals. The
0: the other the other part of uh, why single stack might be so uh, appealing to Jason. How old are you, Jason?
1: (laughs) Shut up, man. I mean, you know, I refer to myself being old, and and I'm I am older than both of you by a good margin. (laughs) However, I'm still not old, considering, the, in, in the sport. You know what I mean?
2: That's right. Back in, back in Jason's day, you had to walk uphill both ways to school.
1: Right. In the snow, barefoot.
2: Well, yeah. the shoes hadn't been invented yet.
1: Exactly right. Yeah, you guys yeah. are just freaking young punks. All this to it. So, Jeff, did you try that Jill that drill?
0: No, because my timer was dead. So it- gotcha. You don't keep
2: do you don't, you don't keep spare nine volt batteries in your bag.
0: I did, but I went through them all.
2: Oh my God! You take one out, you put another one in. It's just like your bottles of Pro Grip.
0: No, I buy like a whole package of batteries and just keep it in my range bag.
2: That's dumb. I That's went. through ran out. <laughs> you're a rookie.
0: God. So judgmental.
2: Well, I just expect better from you because I know you're capable of better.
1: Hey, I didn't tell y'all. I I bought a... No, no, I haven't. I haven't shot a match in a month. Every time I think I'm shooting a match, something comes up and I don't get to shoot it. Yeah, Uh, I know the
2: feeling. I've only shot three majors in the last month.
1: Oh, yeah, fucker. God. Well, I mean, whatever. That's cool. I guess that's cool. Hey, but anyways, I bought a Glock for Limited. It's going to be awesome.
2: That's fucking dumb. (laughs) I didn't buy one. I was just kidding. I passed on two of them.
1: I've seen two of them come up for sale that were set up for limited. That I was like, all right. Then I was like, yeah, because for me the magazines in limited for Glocks because at forty, if they're, I think they swell the magazine more because uh, the magazines it's essentially the same size and um, you're putting those bigger. Yeah, you can get less rounds in there, but you're putting those bigger rounds in there, and they they just, I, I think they swell up. Dude, does nobody you know, make
0: like a metal magazine for
2: no, MBX does. Not for Glock. Yeah, it is. Bullshit. No, they do. (laughs) It's like a 40-rounder for PCC. Okay, well, there you go.
0: That's dumb.
1: I just thought they made extensions for the the Glock mag. I don't know if they do or not.
0: Why does nobody make a metal magazine for Glock?
2: Because there's a market of about 150 people that would buy it. Right.
1: He's not wrong. And it's so cheap to make the plastic ones. It'd be, it'd be it'd be really.
2: If
0: a metal one came out, people would think it was the
2: shit. Oh yeah, but they ain't gonna buy it for a hundred dollars a pop. That's right. I wouldn't They'd sell it for hundred dollars. If
0: Met Garf can make one, and it'd be like
2: what, well, Maggar thirty is not, is not gonna invest the money in something that they're not gonna sell thousands and thousands and thousands of. When I think you they start would. Talk, when you start talking hundreds, like that mag would be, it's gonna be a hundred dollars a piece.
0: That, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would it be a hundred
2: dollars? Because this company makes it and Sells it to somebody else who then so they made money on it And then the person who bought it sells it to the dealer so they make money on it. Then the dealer sells it and makes money on it So by the time it gets to you it's already like three times what it started out as
0: well I've never seen a Metgar mag for like over 50 bucks
2: Again You're talking everything they make. You're talking mags that they're making in the thousands and thousands. Like I have seen pallets of mags come in, like and there's thousands of them of one mag. That's how that works. That's how the price gets down on them.
0: I think it would be a hit.
2: Yeah, for all all twelve people that shoot Glock's and limited would buy two of them. Yeah,
1: but it's like the ETS mags, and Magpul's making Glock mags. So ETS and Glock and Magpul's making Glock mags. However, they're making plastic ones that are molded and injected and all that yeah. stuff, and that's super fast and super easy. But the other thing about the Glock mags is that Glock mags now do have a metal liner in them. Yeah. Um, and then they are surrounded by that plastic. So. You know, you take a CZ mag that if you took some uh, calipers to it and measured it, how wide that metal is, it's just sheet metal that's stamped and formed, right? Mm-hmm. But the Glock mags actually double that width, if not, you know, more. I, and I'm spitballing here. I don't know the exact numbers. I haven't i haven't actually measured any of them. So how would you make one out of metal that was the same width? So you, uh, you, it's either going to be the outside diameter or the inside diameter. They it would is,
0: just be super high capacity, man.
1: High capacity?
0: High
2: capacity. <laughs> if, you make it, if you make them too wide, the rounds won't stack correctly. Exactly. You, you so you put a spacer.
0: spacer in it.
2: No, it wouldn't be a spacer. It would be just like a 2011 mag is. It would have ribs down the side of it. set the sense. internal dimensions.
1: Yeah, maybe.
2: But anyways, it's irrelevant because no one's going to make it because there's not a market for it.
1: Well, and I don't know about that, though, Jared, because there's a – I mean, there's yeah. – Glock is – don't market it as competition only. Just make the body and then let us goof, uh, goofballs that are shooting them put um, mag extensions
2: on it. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm not buying a mag that is carry length and putting a base pad on it if I don't have to. So I want, I want like a 2011-like length mag where I have a really thin base pad so that yeah. it doesn't interfere with the tube dimensions.
0: Dude, have you even watched sense. any of the, the Timmy scene? Those those guys love base pads.
2: Yeah, I don't, dude. I'm about as untactical as you get.
0: I'm telling you, like the Glocks the timmies, are cheap. Are Although cheap. my my
2: carry my carry gun's pretty tactical. It's in a pinuflage holster and has a blue hitting base pad on it.
1: Ooh, I'm telling you, dude. Here. The Timmys, man, they spend a thousand dollars and have someone cut up their yeah. slide and then yeah, two thousand dollars. So, yeah, exactly. Cerakote camo, digi dude. camo. Dude, a nice metal Glock mag that would sell. I
0: don't care who you are.
2: People are dumb. <laughs> okay. All yeah, right, people. Well,
0: people are... Well, we're we're going to shut it off here. going
1: to pinch it off, Jeff. That's what
0: you say. Yeah, We're going to pinch this yeah. one off right here. We're probably going to edit out
2: like most of this last ten minutes.
0: Uh, some of it. I don't I want to get the part where we argue. Yeah. Okay.
2: Like... <laughs> probably remove the part where I call everyone idiots.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll leave that part in. Okay. Hey, did y'all go vote on the page here? I put up a poll there.
1: <laughs> oh shit. Hey, by the way, I'm kinda of pissed off that nobody not more people didn't vote on my poll. Oh yeah. We need to we need to address that.
2: Yeah. What people was your, answer, your poll? Jared?
1: People thought your poll was shit. I yes. don't even
2: remember what the question was. I just picked one. Fuck. What was the question?
1: About bullets, preferred type.
2: Oh, coded. Yeah. Or cheapest, whichever option was available.
0: Yeah, Jason, talk about that real quick, so it's not just like the the reason
1: why I even brought it up was because I've heard so many. I hear all the time that, uh, and I'm not making the argument for plated, but I hear people say plated so horrible, and I've had really great experience with plated bullets. Right now, I feel like the combination, and and this is not because I'm not going to say the name of the company. Um, This is, uh, but I'm shooting a plated bullet, and I feel like it's the most accurate load I've ever shot. And I shoot it out of a Glock, which I think, another thing about that, I think Glocks are super accurate. So there's a, uh, oh, I see your poll. There's a lot of um, myths or things that people, I feel like people believe that I disagree with. <laughs> people think Glocks are inaccurate. And they think plated bullets suck. I like plated bullets, but I also like coated and jacketed. So.
0: And there's no natural talent.
1: There's no natural talent.
2: It's all, it's all about the cheapest bullet available and practicing a lot. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Man, but I mean, I've shot – I don't think
1: I've ever shot a bad bullet. And I haven't shot every bullet out there, but I've shot blue bullets. I'll say the names. I've shot blue bullets. Amazing, great bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I shoot Everglades now. Great. I think they're great. And, um, you know, I've shot precision delta jacketed phenomenal and their round nose uh jackets are round nose so i and i've shot others i've shot acme so anyways that's why i put that up just to see what everybody's
2: bullets yeah
1: well no and then i'm but i am to the point now where it's like cheapest sounds sounds awful good
2: i, I buy whatever is cheapest that makes holes in paper and counts me not to have to clean my gun barrel so i told you about those one bullets that were going to lend your barrel sounds like they did you didn't tell me they were going to lead my barrel. I
1: did, too. I can freaking show you in the text messages.
2: I was emailing the guy, and he's like, I think it's the, the length of the lead in your, in your CZ barrel since they're made of CIP spec. I'm like, all right, give me a minute. I'll open up a chamber on one. He's like, he's like well, I'm going to try one in the uh, CZ spot. I'm like, oh. By, by the time he replied to that, I, I was already back at my desk with a uh, Shadow 2 barrel that was opened up long enough to take open gun ammo. I'm like, it's no longer an issue with the lead. Nice.
0: Nice. Alright, now we're going to pinch it off. Pinch it off. We will see you guys next time. And probably by the time you hear this, we will surely have decided on what this podcast will be called.